This is Trice Talk Minipod for a Wednesday night, September the 1st, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Yes, it is September the 1st, finally. (laughs) We're getting closer and closer to fall. Yep, pumpkins, turkeys, Christmas trees, it's all coming, folks. But for all practical purposes, we should be in better shape than we were last year at this time. As far as uh, celebrating the holidays are concerned, I guess it kind of depends on how much more issues that we have with the Delta COVID. But still, all things considered, with so many people in this country vaccinated, uh, there should be a difference than it was last year. Thank you for joining me for another episode of uh, Minipod. I'm going to start out tonight with a short news story that I actually heard on Fox News earlier, just a couple of hours ago, actually. And you've heard me say this before, but I can't believe that this is the thing in in our country today. I, I just... When I hear stories like this, I I just, I want to, you know, go to the top of Lookout Mountain and and scream, you know, like, what has happened to this country? How did these people get in positions of leadership? Were all the smart people on vacation during the elections? I mean, were we so disillusioned with Donald Trump, those of you that were, last November that we've elected a bunch of fools to run various segments of our government across the country? And I'm not just talking about federal government. I'm talking this, this story is, is, a, is a state issue. Actually, it's a city issue, but state and city. It's insane. You, if you wrote a science fiction movie about something like this, people might believe it. But for it to be actually a thing. All right. So I've kind of uh, played around that for a second. Let me just get right into it. 
I'm going to be using an article from Fox News, since it's actually Fox that I heard it on. And the story is San Francisco. Are you ready for it? Will pay people not to shoot others. Basically, cash for criminals is what we're talking about. A similar program has already been launched in Richmond, California. So I guess I'm surprised San Francisco didn't beat them to it. But somebody must have thought, hey, there's an idea. So this article is by Emma Colton. And let me see if I can switch over to the article without losing it. Hey, there it is. Now, it's one of those with those crazy pop-ups. So um, if the story jumps around on me, I'm, I'm, if, if I sound disorganized, it'll be because I'm chasing the print up and down my computer screen. All right. It says San Francisco is rolling out a pilot program that will pay high-risk individuals to not shoot anyone as gun crimes tick up in the city. Do you need me to read that again? San Francisco is rolling out a pilot program that will pay high-risk individuals not to shoot anyone as gun crimes tick up in the city. First of all, I, 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 I got to take a sidebar right here. First of all, if you've if you've identified individuals that you consider to be someone who is shooting people or high risk to shoot someone, I'm not quite sure how you figure that out unless they've been arrested for some other violent crimes. So if you know who the hell they are and you know they got a chance of doing that, so you're going to go up to them and say please don't do this, we'll give you money. Are you serious? I just had to get that in there. These small investments can transform the lives of individuals, but they can also transform communities. Cheryl Davis, executive director of the Human Rights Commission, told Newsweek, the Dream Keeper Fellowship will pay 10 individuals who are at high risk of being on either end of a shooting. $300 each month not to be involved in such crimes. Well, I got news for these people. First of all, I doubt a $300 is going to be enough to keep them from shooting anybody. Because unless it's just a one, one time occurrence with somebody that just goes berserk and goes out and, and, and harms people, these, these people that do this all the time, uh, $300 is probably not going to make much of an effect on their life. I'm, I'm just guessing. Okay. I don't know that for a fact, but anyway, the fellowship is being rolled out by the human rights commission and office of economic and workforce development and is funded through the Dreamkeeper initiative, which is San Francisco's program that works to redirect funding into the black community it will launch in October. 
It's not necessarily as cut and dry as folks may think. It's not as transactional as here's a few dollars that you don't do something bad. But it really is about how you help us improve public safety in the neighborhood, Davis said. Participants of the program will be paired with life coaches from the city's street violence intervention program and will serve as community ambassadors. Participants are also eligible to receive an additional $200 per month through ways such as working, going to school, or being a mediator in potentially violent situations. Okay. Sounds like real risky work there to me. Payments are made in the form of gift cards and will be monitored, the San Francisco Examiner reported. As you become better, your community benefits from that, Davis said. Mayor London Breed previously spoke approvingly of the ideas, one that could cut down on violence in the city. My desire is to get them not just to make an arrest, but to get them to but get to them and to try and figure out if they would be willing to work with us on something that is an alternative. Breed said at a violence prevention summit hosted by the Human Rights Commission in August. We can't just put them in a program without making sure that they have money, without making sure that they have something to take care of themselves. Shootings have spiked in the city this year with 119 recorded gun crimes in the first half of the year. Gee, I'm sure Chicago or Detroit would be glad to take those numbers. Half of the year, which is double the number during the same time frame in 2020. The program follows a similar one in Richmond, California, which was dubbed Cash for Criminals by the media after gun crimes increased. A 2019 study certified the program with helping reduce gun homicides in the city by 55%. Critics of the program have pointed out that similar initiatives haven't been very successful, with the Washington Examiner's David Fredoso saying in a Wednesday op-ed, it was also tried in Sacramento, where its promoters boast that only 44% of the participants were subsequently arrested on new charges. Well, as long as you don't count about one-third of the participants who dropped out or were arrested in its first six months, (laughs) violent violent criminals need jail. They do not need cash. People who shoot other people need to be walled off in prisons and kept away from the rest of us, he added. The more the move comes as California also works to become the first state to pay drug addicts a few hundred dollars to stay sober. Okay. Governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom, hopefully for not much longer, asked the federal government last week for permission to use tax dollars to pay for the program through Medicaid. Meanwhile, a similar proposal is also working through California's legislature, which the state Senate already passing the bill. 
I think there's a lot in this strategy for everyone to like, said State Senator Scott Weiner, a Democrat from San Francisco and author of the bill. Most important of all, it works. Uh, okay, so we're going to pay people who are known or prone, for whatever reason they know that, to shoot someone else. We're going to pay them not to shoot them. I'm wondering if they understand the, the psyche behind people who do commit crimes of violence and kill other people or shoot other people. Hmm. And then, of course, California, we're going to pay drug addicts not to use drugs. All right. Well, is that after you put them in rehab for a while and, and, and gotten them off of the drugs? Because if you give them the money and they're drug addicts and, they, and you don't require that they go to a rehab program and, and dry out, of course, that may be only for alcoholism, but anyway. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If they're not forced to go to rehab before you start paying them, you really think that's going to work? Or do you think they might go out there and buy more drugs? I just wonder, I, I've said this before. I, I, sl I slid it. I said it. I think one time I said it to Slightly Serious, who is in... Uh, San Diego does a podcast out of San Diego, California. What is, what is it about the West coast that these people have come up with these ideas? We're going to, we're going to pay people uh, a guaranteed income. Now we're going to pay people not to shoot other people. And we're also going to pay drug addicts. You know, who's not getting a fair shake as the people who actually work their ass off five, six, seven days a week to support themselves and their families. You're going to pay them extra too, just to keep working because they're actually the ones that are going to be financing this one way or another government always, you know, these governments who want to do these, outrageous programs always seem to find a way to earmark money to make it sound like it didn't come from taxpayers. Well, where in the hell did it come from? You playing the lottery somewhere? Every dime that governments spend somehow or another came from taxpayers, unless you've, you know, some police departments, they confiscate, you know, drug money and, and, and stuff like that. And sometimes that's, they're able to use that in uh, programs, but generally most of the money that's, let me just say most of the money that's spent by government comes from the people. So, I mean, I don't know why people are moving away from California, except the people who actually work for a living and want to hang on to more of their money. That's going to be a wonderful state one of these days, given another maybe 10 years. Of course, if the Democrats don't ruin 
the entire uh, country in the next year or what's left of this year. And then next year before the, uh, the midterms come around. But I just, I, I saw that story and I'm just like, I want to throw stuff. I, I just, it, <laughs> if you know, somebody is going to shoot somebody, why are you going to pay them money not to do it? They're a freaking criminal. But I guess in California, they look at it differently. All right. That's one ridiculous piece of news there. I mean, but have you have you heard a good news story come out of California? And if you live in California, I'm sorry if that is offensive to you that California gets picked on so much. But... Um, and I guess if you're living there and you're happy, then you probably like those ideas. Maybe, maybe not. All right. The next little ditty is from Mike Huckabee's morning newsletter for September the 1st. And this is something I haven't... Uh, there's a lot of stories that get played out real I want to say heavy in the news and, and maybe a week or two weeks and then they disappear. And there's a lot of stuff that it, that does that. And, and there's never any resolution to the story. Do you notice that? And there, I've got a bone to pick with some other things that uh, Republicans are doing uh, that they haven't followed up on. Uh, and I'll cover that probably in uh trash talk maybe tomorrow night, but, this is a story that was a big thing and they made a, you know, the, especially Democrats were making a big issue out of it uh, a few weeks ago. Now I understand that, uh, you know, the, the COVID issues have uh, with the Delta variant uh, taking forefront in the news. And then of course, Afghanistan. And before that, the border, uh, the massive numbers of people coming across the border, which are still, coming across the border. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. But this story just stopped. So I saw this on Mike Huckabee's, uh, like I said, morning newsletter for today, September the 1st. And the title of it is Gets Story. Uh, is it Gets or Gates? I've always called him Gets. Mike Gets. The congressman, uh, or I'm Mike, Matt Getz, I'm sorry, but it might be Gates. <laughs> I'll have to, uh, I'll have to correct that tomorrow night if I, I'm wrong, but right now I'm just going to call him Mike Getz. Uh, remember how the media had a field day claiming that outspoken Republican representative Matt Getz was embroiled in a sex trafficking scandal and would soon be indicted? and how they mocked him for claiming he was a victim or he was victim of an extortion conspiracy. Well, apparently a Pensacola grand jury has just issued an indictment, but it's not against Matt Getz. It's against a man who allegedly tried to exhort 25 million 
dollars from Get's father. I kind of wondered why I hadn't heard as much about the story recently. Now we know why. All right, let me click over to the link for the article. Uh, I got to click two things, I'm sorry, to get to it. Um, Hey, the pop-ups really aren't driving me nuts tonight. Not quite so much anyway. All right. This is from redstate.com, and um, that's what Mike Huckabee typically does. Is He does a short little intro, and then he refers you or gives you a link to another article where you get the main gist of the story. So from redstate.com by Bunchy. That's only one name, Bunchy. I have to check and see if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But he titles the story, Matt Gets Proven Right After Surprise Indictment Drops. With the political zone currently flooded with Afghanistan and COVID news, the saga of Representative Matt Getz has taken a backseat since the spring. At the end of March, a leak that I suspect came from the partisan hacks at the FBI and DOJ exposed the existence of an investigation into the congressman. Since then, allegations have been about sex trafficking and other nefarious activity, though nothing has ever been substantiated. Meanwhile, Getz has been barnstorming the country, doing so-called America First rallies. Whether that effort has any direct connection with former President Donald Trump is a bit of a mystery. Still, What was interesting at the time news of the uh, investigation broke is that Getz claimed a conspiracy against him. Many in the media dismissed the notion, but I wrote at the time that the evidence supported what he was saying. Now, in a bit of a surprise move, Getz has been proven correct via the indictment of one of the men who tried to extort him and his father. Uh, They have a they have a uh, Twitter thing here, but I'm going to skip over that. Um, and it goes on to say, a Florida developer and fraud convict was arrested Tuesday on a charge that he tried to extort $25 million from the father of Representative Matt Getz in exchange for a presidential pardon that was shut down a high-profile criminal sex trafficking investigation into the Republican congressman. Stephen Alford, 62, of Fort Walton Beach, was indicted on charges of wire fraud and destruction of property subject to a seizure warrant. The indictment alleges that in March and April of this year, Alford attempted to get Getz's, Getz Wethy, Wethy, his wealthy father, his wealthy father, Don, to pay the large sum as part of a complex deal dubbed Project Homecoming. The scheme Alford promoted would also have funded a private effort to rescue a former FBI agent who disappeared in Iran in 2007, Robert Levinson. 
U.S. officials said last year they believe Levinson was arrested and later died in Iran cust- Iranian custody, but Iran has publicly denied arresting Levinson. His body has never been found. Meanwhile, Getz remains unindicted for anything despite the deluge of media-driven accusations against him. There's a lesson in there about how the government issues uses targeted leaks to the news industry to harm political enemies, and no one ever, ever gets punished for it. Sure, Getz is the kind of politician that will rub some people the wrong way. The big hair, the derived persona, and the spotlight seeking may not be your cup of tea, yet none of that excuses illegal leaks being used to try to destroy someone without any evidence of, of wrongdoing at least as far as what has been made public so far. If the DOJ actually had something, they should move forward with it already. But there's been very little reason to believe that they just need more time regarding that the supposed investigation against Getz. Rather, it appears this is going nowhere, but that the ambiguity has become a convenient political weapon for some Maybe I'm wrong about that and Getz ends, up, Getz ends up charged with something. But as it stands, he's been proven right on a key count while those who keep hiding anonymous sources have proved nothing of value. So that's just a little update on the Mike, or the Mike. I don't know why I want to call him Mike, the Matt Getz story. Uh, and it may not matter to many of you since uh, if you don't, especially if you don't live in Florida, but it just seems, um, and, and I guess the guy, this uh, Bunchy is not saying maybe that Matt Getz is not guilty of some other things, but he was right on that someone was trying to uh, blackmail he and his father and get them to pay money. All right, so that's all I got for tonight. Uh, I had one more thing here, but I'm not going to do it because we're we're at the uh, bottom of the hour of the half hour glass, and so I'm going to um, I'm going to cut it off there. Let me switch back to my other little uh, territory here. So. First of all, tomorrow night is our live show. Dennis Lee and I do a live show on Thursdays. Um, we've been doing that for, I guess, three weeks now, maybe maybe four. But um, So I hope you'll join us tomorrow night at 10 p.m. here on Podbeam. And that's Eastern time, of course. And we'll be doing Trice Talk Thursday Night Live. Now, we've been doing a, a contest the last couple of weeks. We tried to do one version of it uh, two weeks ago, and it didn't pan out for us so well. So last week, we just did an impromptu contest and was able to give away one of the copies of um, uh, Mark Levin's new book, American... Um, 
American Marxism. I keep wanting to call it American uh, uh, communism. So it's American Marxism. Thank you very much. So we were able to give away a copy of that book last week to Laura, which is uh, one of our longtime listeners. Uh, She's been uh, listening to us for over a year now. Uh, But she also does a a podcast with someone else on Podbeam, uh, Laura and Lou's Communication Station. And I think she's supposed to also be doing a a podcast with uh, our friend Robert who does the Mr. Clean show, which is a music show. I think he does it on Friday nights. Um, anyway, so Laura was our first winner last week. She, uh, we sent the copy of the book to her on Monday. So she should be, uh, she might've gotten it today actually. So if she gets it today or tomorrow before tomorrow night's show, maybe she'll call in and let us know about it. But we also signed the book for you too. Uh, no, Mark Levin doesn't sign the book, but Dennis Lee and I do sign the book for you and may put another little surprise in there as well. So be sure to listen to us tomorrow night. Uh, join us at 10 p.m. as early as you can and listen for details on how you too can win a copy of Mark Levin's book, American Marxism. I think he said tonight when he was uh, on Sean Hannity's show as a guest that uh, it's been number one on the bestseller list, I believe for three or four weeks now. So listen to us on Thursday and win a chance to uh, get a copy of that book. All right. Uh, Let's see what else I've got to leave in here. I guess that's about it. All the NASA. Oh, well, one other thing we are possibly it's in the works. But we're going to try and do another live show on Facebook like we, well, I don't want to say like we did back in June because we did do one in June, but we want to do one better than that one. So hopefully we can work out some of the, uh, the problems that we had with that podcast, that live podcast. And, uh, and I think we'll be trying to simulcast it also on Podbeam as well. So if you, if you want to listen to us on Podbeam that night, that's fine, but uh, we're going to try to do the Facebook thing and that'll be Sunday night edition of Trice Talk. Uh, we may be doing it a little bit earlier than normal. I'll just have to see. We haven't quite decided yet because Monday is a holiday for a lot of people, uh, including Dennis Lee. So uh, we may be able to step a little later on Sunday night. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Thursday night live, hopefully Sunday night live. And then I'll be back on, uh, Friday and Saturday nights with mini pots. So, um, I hope you'll tune in, um, and download as many of our shows as, as, uh, you enjoy. And until then, keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Stay safe, everybody.
Turn a baby to a yeah. Same old school bar. 